Welcome to Forever Exiled. I'm Justin AK Tags. I'm Tyler Wrecker of Days. Episode 168 of Forever Exiled, the official Merry Christmas episode. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I get a it. day late for um, some. For some. A day late for some. But not for us. This comes out on Christmas Day. And we're all that matters That's what on matters. this holiday where you think of everyone else. Right. When does Christmas happen for me? That's right. Anyway, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy holidays. Whatever you're celebrating or not celebrating, hopefully you're having a safe and good time. You get to hang out with family a little bit and uh, maybe with us, too. So, you know, thanks if you're That's listening. Right. Uh, big shout out to some new patrons this week, Garf and Philip, and a couple resubs to our Patreon. Thank you, everybody, for supporting us. We really appreciate it. Patreon gets you access to our After Dark, which is our podcast after the podcast. And uh, it's lots of fun. Good stuff. Good things. All good things. Especially. All good things, all good things, especially around Christmas. Well, I guess especially 52 weeks of the year, but Justin gets especially excited around Christmas. I'll bet you tonight he's going to have, hey, Ty, check this out. And he's going to show me something that he's never had before in terms of his drinking. And then he's going to uh, show me what it is. And he's going to be like, hmm, wow, this is really good. And then we're just going to have our podcast. Yeah, well, that's I it. will not be drinking. That's, what that's, it, my, that's, that's my 30 second <laughs> promo in the elevator. <laughs> yeah, uh, Not a great sale. Not a great sale. But yes. I do like, maybe I will try something new tonight. I'll tell you what it won't be. That peanut well, butter whiskey. Well, I mean. It was a gift. I mean. So you tried. <laughs> were you surprised? Not totally. <laughs> I, had to, I had to go pour like a proper glass afterwards because I was like, I can't. I, sh I gave Christina a bit. She doesn't like scotch or whiskey. And I was like, you got to just try this because it just tastes like you're eating. It, it tastes like you're drinking scotch and chewing on a peanut butter cookie. Like it's just, I don't know. Mm. It's not. It wasn't a great combo, but maybe you could mix it with something and it would be good. But that, that's what she told me. People mix it. And I'm like, I've literally never, ever mixed a scotch. That's the weirdest thing in the world. Like besides mixing it with a cold stone, <laughs> I got, there's nothing I would mix right, with my right. scotch. You ever tried White Owl? Yep. Long, you and I had ago. it. I haven't, I haven't had it in forever. I forget what it's made with, so I don't know if I can have it, but I like it. It's from Alberta. I think it's rum. You and I had it. That was the one night I had to drive you home. Oh, it was white. Interesting. Mm. I yeah, it's one of those drinks that it kind of scratches all those itches, whether you're in the mood for vodka or for rum or for scotch. It kind of has this tone of everything. And it's kind of cool because it's that clear. But, you know, it's white like vodka. But anyway, I, yeah, I haven't had it in forever. I should check out its ingredients. And there's a lot see. of rums that are white that are clear as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I have a lot of new liquor, so. I, uh, we have awful weather right now, so I made sure to stock up on everything I could think of. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm not turning my car on for the next, at least two days. <laughs> it's, well. That's the goal. It's been, it's been a week, hey? Like, mm -hmm. this weather, it's been, how does wind not stop? Yeah, our wind has it been It has nuts. been a flurry, like, close to blizzard. Maybe even they do describe it as a low-grade blizzard, but, like, the wind is, it hurts your face now that's not new in winter time but it's been like seven straight days of a constant gust where i think the trees are going to break and fall onto the roof it's just been non-stop with cars like blowing around it's crazy i think gust so anyway, is the our, kindest way to describe it because it is way yeah. worse than a gust it's the just like, our temperature celsius wise is 15 degrees lower yeah. because of the wind we and were minus 25 yesterday it was gross it's just, poor i mean goodness me i mean it's so uncomfortable mm -hmm. for one like it's it's a very uncomfortable winter mm -hmm. but the poor dog who loves the snow yeah 
would rather hold her pee for like 24 hours than go oh, really? outside. Oh, totally. She goes out in the balcony. We have an enclosed backyard and I let her out to go in the backyard. She's not even three little puppy steps. And she's like, nope. And she turns back around and asks to come back in. Mm. I force her to go downstairs. Sometimes it is it is a chore. That dog would much rather just get a bladder infection, <laughs> hold it all day, all day. That's too bad. My dog does but, not mind it, but she's part husky. So she's like, bye. I'll see you later. I saw you posted even in our pet channel in the Discord section. Mm-hmm. You were enjoying her company so much. No, my wife, my wife took that picture and I was trying to clear the driveway and she was like, Rah! just running around like an idiot. Cool. cool. Yeah. How was your week? Well, I mean, it was all weather related, right? I mean, we have stuff to do around town and I don't know what it is, but people like the weather's brutal. Absolutely brutal. It's taken us, you know, like two hours to do a 15 minute drive because I mean, kudos to everybody in our city. They're driving responsibly. Like there's oh uh, my I've god, no. One, <laughs> I've seen one Jesus. fool. Everyone else is going really slow, Oof. respectful, waving people in, trying to keep the traffic going. But the lineups are absurd. And some of it's single file where it's normally two lanes because of how the snow drifts work. And man. So it's like it's you know, you're like, I have to pick up a book called the expanse i'm getting the first expanse book if anybody spoils it for me i will rip your throat out without even blinking i might even smile spoilers are not allowed especially during the holidays so don't the expanse book one mm-hmm. thank you raymond and i also need to pick up i lost the school photos for my grandparents who are supposed to be visiting this uh for the holidays which maybe they won't be able to now because all the highways will be closed mm-hmm. but uh had some so i had to reorder some school photos and i'm like i'm not going until january like the weather's just so crazy so anyway but the kids did have like we're we're doing grocery shopping we're doing this we're trying to get stuff done and just uh it's just crazy but it's like everybody else is doing the same thing almost ignoring the fact like i did that the weather was really bad so man traffic has been brutal but 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 the kids had their newspaper wrote did you still do it and uh we have to Wow. It's a newspaper, man. And it's the newspaper before Boxing Day, which is legit. People pay big money for their Boxing Day sales and advertisements. So, yeah, we had to do it. But I felt like the kids have been sick for two weeks. One of them sick for two weeks. One of them sick for a week. So I'm like, I really don't want to put them out in like this crazy, windy, minus 20 degree weather outside. So my wife, who um, has this week off with uh, vacation from work, she drove the kids around. They're all bundled up. And... Uh, I made the kids do one paper per street. I think we have like five or six streets that we do. And I made them like get out and do a street at the beginning. But um, I wasn't going to like get them sick for the sake of their paper road again. And so I'm like, okay, I'm going to do the paper, which is horrible for me concussion wise, like balance wise, every step with the snow and it like it. I was out. I was just destroyed yesterday and I'll be out of commission today as well. So my apologies. For all the stuttering I'll end up doing throughout the show that you'll have to edit out. But um, I told I told Aaron, my wife, that um, my wife, that she uh, I wanted the kids to see me like they're not just getting like a break. I'm not doing their paper route for them, per se, like they have to sit in the car. And that's where we had the papers in the trunk as well. So they wouldn't blow away because the wind was nuts. And like, I'm going to deliver the papers. They'll have to deliver a few on the houses that are actually safe and that actually shoveled. Most people don't shovel their sidewalks, which is brutal. But anyway, um, but I'm like, make sure the kids can see me. Like we're not, they're not allowed to bring toys in the car. They're not allowed to bring books. They got to like zone out and stare. 
and then they could just see how much work it is. I don't know. Did my best to help them appreciate how much work someone else was doing for them, despite the fact that I hope every time yeah. you got out of the car, they were all laughing at you. <laughs> no, well, I told them to come out. They probably only delivered maybe 10 papers each out of the 70 houses. But, you know, mm. I wanted them to I was not going to let them get sick just before the holiday. People are putting in a lot of effort this year in our family for Christmas and trying to make it out and putting together dinners. I guess it's like still that post covid excitement of actually getting family gatherings together. We haven't had very many since restrictions lifted. I think last Christmas restrictions were lifted for us. Yeah, they were. Um, but still, I mean, that's still doesn't, it still feels new. So I definitely, even Oliver's friends are like, no, no, no visiting before Christmas. We're going to get all the kids together after Christmas. We want to make sure nobody's snotty for when the elderly are coming over. So, so it was good. I mean, it was just inside comfortable. We need new windows. So we feel like there's a breeze coming through our house. That's like us too. Yeah. And because of the flood that we had um, last year. Those new windows aren't coming anytime soon, but uh, at least we're staying warm. Like it's 18 to 19 degrees our, our furnace can keep up with. So it's not bad. It's not bad. How about you? How was your week? It was good. It was trying to work through this craziness of weather. And then I was a taxi most of the week because Christina didn't want to drive in it. Our roads were not great. Like, you know, even where they were plowed, it was like one and a half of two lanes plowed, which causes a problem because then you have people who are either uncomfortable driving in the snow or people who are dicks driving in the snow like oh, i'll go to truck i'll drive on the side and then i don't even i don't know how you thought that they were good i mean granted sure like 80 percent of them were good it's just that 20 percent. there were accidents everywhere really? everywhere i didn't see any of that oh my gosh it was crazy it, like and to take it like just as an example to get from one spot in our town to another on our side of town that would normally take me uh four or five minutes took an hour yeah took me an hour to get there because of how slow it was and because there were trucks that were broken down they're blocking off the highway entrances <laughs> i saw a tesla crash into a sign uh we saw two, you saw it yeah just went right off the side we saw two people just one person couldn't break hard enough went right into the back of the other as I was driving Christina home yesterday. Like it was just, yeah, it was mayhem. So we, we spent a lot of time trying to just get everything done this week because my car doesn't have any problem with this weather. So we were like, well, let's get everything done. Cause I told her I'm not turning my car on for the next two days, unless like a child is dying or Christina's dying. I'm not turning my car on. So we, yeah, it was, it was a ton, a ton of driving around, like just getting around my dad too. I took him to get stuff cause he wasn't comfortable driving his car. He got hit by a plow, like a snow really? plow. Yeah. Snow plow. In his car. He was in his car. Yeah. But the snow plow just drove straight out of a parking lot. Didn't even look and just took out the front of his car. Thankfully he was fine and his car's not written He's off okay? or anything. Yeah. Okay, good. But, uh, so took anyway, off the front of his car, you said? I hit the front of his car. Oh, okay. Um, but it didn't, it wasn't like right off or anything. It was just. He's got a big, huge gash or thing or whatever. But uh, so anyway, I drove him around a bit. We did some shopping, got stuff ready for uh, himself. And then we bought a bunch of stuff for Christmas. So, yeah, it was mostly just a bunch of just taxiing around, making sure everybody had their stuff, even up until last night, just getting people out to save on that needed to get there, grabbing stuff we needed. Yeah. And I, I, I must have said to Christina at least eight times, like, this is the last time I'm going out. <laughs> is there anything else and somehow there was yeah. always something else that we needed so 
I think our city did a great job with the plows, though. Like we know we share plows and like everywhere is getting snowy, but the major routes were cleared off quite quickly. And then it kept snowing and kept getting windy and that all gets blowed over. So it doesn't seem like it, but I think they did a really good job. Mm, I disagree. I think they did fine. The thing is, I went out the first day that it came and the major routes were not they weren't done. We were the plows like they were. It was just like caked on snow. And then eventually the plows came out. But I don't know the whole situation, how it works at a city. I thought this was actually one of our worst winters for their plow job. And we've had mm. years before where it's like, holy crap, this is amazing. It's so good. So I don't know how it all works. But in the end, it doesn't matter for me because my car does fine. But it's such a bad timing when it's right at Christmas because everybody knew that worse weather was coming today. So there was yeah. this rush to like try and get your Christmas shopping and all your stuff ready. And that's what was causing these just monstrous delays to get from one place to another, like to go pick up Christina from work, which I was doing most of the week since the snow start. That drive is normally seven minutes for me. That was yeah. a 30 to 45 minute drive each way to, to get her just to, just one way. And then I'd have to like try and figure out which route am I going to take to come home. And then the wind makes right. it even worse because if you try to go highway, which the highway tends to be more clear, the problem is the wind because the wind just flows right across. You can't see yeah. anything. You literally no. can't see anything. So. And even if you try and use a GPS like Google to figure it out, it, it's not taken into account hills, hills with snow or anything like that. Like, yeah, you're just on your own. And the crazy thing is now we have um, in what, two or three days, it's like 50 millimeters of rain on Christmas Eve. What's today? Oh, so that's tomorrow. Tomorrow. So, yeah, yeah we're getting a huge dump of snow today. It's already turning into then, freezing rain and snow, and then which is awful. That, but 50 millimeters again. Yeah. We're going to get like another 200 millimeters, but spread out over the week instead yeah, of because all the melting snow. I know it's going to be crazy. Right. And, and when we flooded eight, 13 months ago, they're like, oh, yeah, you're going to get 240 mils in like two days. That's like a once in a century thing. And I feel like we've been really <laughs> close a few times already. Mm -hmm. Obviously not because uh, we haven't flooded. But anyway, yeah, yeah. Uh, crazy weather. And I, obviously people are having like ridiculous weather everywhere. I'm seeing stuff about, you know, like play place news articles from all over the world about worrying about whether it's the east coast of canada or the states or in the center or locations in europe i get because of uh because of formula one stuff uh, bbc is one of my main news feeds that i get and so i get a lot of local weather reports from bbc as well but yeah it's yeah just crazy weather all around so good luck everybody stay warm stay safe I had a meeting on Wednesday with this executive from Toronto and I was, it was a zoom meeting. And I was like, I said to her, I'm like, where are you located? And she said, Oh, I'm in Toronto. And I'm like, what you have sun? Like what the hell your backyard? And it was, she was working from home and I could see into her backyard and it was like sunny. And she's like, yeah, apparently you guys got all of our weather this year. I know that they were about to get hit. Apparently Ontario was about to get hit with something pretty bad weather. So very hard. Yeah. Yeah. hundred anyway. kilometer an hour winds. It was, uh, yeah, it was a, an interesting week of playing taxi. I did start your show, Archer. I started watching that. Oh, yep. you did. Yep. You it were very skeptical, so thank well, you for I didn't trying. like it the first time I watched it, and it still even this time took me a bit to get into it, and there are still some episodes where I don't, I'm like, okay, whatever, but I'm typically doing also something else while I'm watching it, so it's a little bit easier. Oh, it's one of those shows, I know it sucks, you're always going to have that, but where you're watching it on the side, but it is one of those shows where... There are very fine details that really add to it and really make it funny. Yeah. But keep going. It's been fun. It has been funny. Uh, I did. I laughed. Be at, there was one line where they were at Monaco. Uh, like they were actually at the F1 Monaco Grand Prix. 
And okay. at one point, Archer jumps into the car, into one of the cars because he's chasing somebody. And he says, I, he makes some comment about how am I supposed to be able to drive with this massive boner as he's like in the car. <laughs> <laughs> that, that did make me laugh. But yeah, so I did, I did watch that while well, I was doing some wrapping too. Like I was, I had to do yep. my wrapping yesterday, which I hate wrapping gifts. And, and then otherwise this week, oh, also we had a very fun Sunday because we did an interview episode, which I don't really want to spoil, but I have no, to say it, it was, was amazing. So That's coming out uh, next week, January 1st. It'll be our first episode of 2023. Yeah, but we recorded episode 169 before 168. And two days after 167. But that was a lot of fun. So uh, that was a bit of my week was also that getting that edited and ready to go. Yeah, you know what? It was a good week. It's it's leading up to Christmas. The kids are always fun at this time of year and they're super excited and, you know, family's coming over for Christmas. Hopefully we'll see. I'm, I'm hoping Ethan's going to be able to come out. Their weather's pretty obviously bad too, so I don't want them to drive mm-hmm. if it's going to be dangerous. I did realize this morning that I forgot to invite my family to Christmas. Oh, really? Yeah. Now, here's the thing. So you're planning for a huge gathering and well, no one's going to show? We do it at our house every year. It's it's dinner at our house every year and everyone's invited. I feel like I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, you know that we're doing it. And this morning I was talking to Christina. I'm like, did you invite your family? She's like, yeah, of course. I talked to them. I'm like, huh, I didn't invite <laughs> any of my family. And she's like, what? Why? And I'm like, I just assumed that they all knew that, that they were coming for christmas so anyway i was messaging my family this morning being like hey <laughs> two days from now <laughs> that's funny why i granted all of them knew so Good. yeah otherwise it was a lot of poe this week when i had time i had Good. a lot of fun actually in path of exile this week as well so we're going to get into that but you know what good week excited for christmas Good. kids are a lot of fun so yeah it's going to be a lot of fun christmas morning i hope mm-hmm. hopefully everybody has a safe and not sad christmas oh there's tyler and his messages Tyler's D&D works different than everyone else. No, my D&D works him. just fine. It's like, hey, just you don't want me to never remember. You, but here's a calendar notification or here's a WhatsApp notification. And my phone is now on Do Not Disturb. You're very uh, welcome. But I hope everybody, if Christmas is a sad time for you, just like Justin said last, last week, um, just hang in there, talk to people, ask for help, do, do what you can. Don't be ashamed about how sad. The, the Christmas season might be for you. You're definitely not alone in that regards. I was speaking to somebody on stream the other day. I won't say anything that we talked about, but it's a lot more common than you think. Not saying that that's supposed to make you feel better, but you definitely don't need to feel alone. And there's a lot of people, whether they are going through that or not, that are willing to be there for you. And you might be surprised. You might be surprised if you don't keep it all to yourself. You might be surprised how many people out there are willing to be there for you. But I am really excited while we're on the subject of next week's episode. I can't wait to listen to it. Yeah, it was good. Editing, it was fun. One of the first mm-hmm. episodes in a long time I've had to listen to the whole thing through. Wow, I'm glad you did. Mm-hmm. And speaking of interviews, I uh, unfortunately didn't get an opportunity to... There was a streamer interview this week that GGG did with Grimro. And mm. I, uh, I haven't had an opportunity. And I like Grimro a lot. So I'm disappointed that I haven't wasn't able to read through the interview prior to this podcast but i am excited to read it. so grimro i'm excited to read it cool yeah did you what get else? to read it no uh I, I skimmed through it yep i did but i did okay. it this morning when i saw your notes i didn't actually notice that it had come out so yeah i like him uh, as well i love the seasonal transactions microtransactions that ggg puts out obviously the the halloween ones are fantastic the seasonal winter ones 
Oh, there's the um, the creepy snowman. snowman. Yeah, the creepy snowman decoration is just fantastic. And the stag or what's it? Uh, the reindeer I think they have is as a pet. Yeah, so cool. So cool. I'm tempted for those every single year. Won't be getting them this year, but man, I, I really I should just it's <laughs> I have I have that all water tile base that I bought. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, for the guild, when I'm on PC, the guild one is that celestial background. And then we just have a massive lawn right in the middle. I, had, I did the same thing for my console one, but it's the water background mm-hmm. with grass on top. I just get a snowman for both. <laughs> just put them just boop, random right there. Yep. Just here's your here's a creepy. I wonder how much it is. I should check that out. I should check that out. But anyway, really, really enjoyed that. Um, OK, so it is tis the season. And this is a very generous one, but all armor sets are on sale this weekend. Just oh, that's cool. All of them, but that's a that 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 that's a lot. That's huge. So anyway, I got to take a look through. I haven't been very good at keeping my wish list up to date, so got to go through and double check things. But speaking of those things, have you? Okay, we have to talk about it. Yeah, the core support packs, Justin. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've seen. So this is crazy because the last couple leagues with Arch Nemesis and those changes, it was very divided. Some fans really liked it. Some fans didn't like it. But there wasn't there hasn't been something unanimous in a long time in regards to the game Uh, over or unanimously positive, I guess I should say. And of course, unanimous is kind of an all or nothing. But I mean, you know, for the most part, the majority of the community being in love with it. I remember one of the first times I hear that was in Path of Exile 2's announcements when you know, Path of Exile 2 is coming out or when they announce that there's one click to turn on all your linked auras or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, and the, the whole crowd's ah! fantastic news with this league. There's been just a resounding chorus of how much people like gameplay. Granted, we have a smaller pocket of the community our forever exile community. I mean, it's a large community, but small in comparison to the whole Path of Exile community and but just everywhere I'm going, people are loving 320's gameplay. Now you come out with these support packs, and I scrolled down through Reddit, I scrolled down through Twitter, I scrolled down through all these things, and everybody's just amazed with these new core support packs. They blew me out of the water, man. It's the best you saw that the video I've seen ever. Yeah. I think ever. I oh. think it's the one that, yeah, it, this is one of the best sets. The, the people who are coming up with this stuff for them are uh, amazing. It's incredible what they're putting together. This is one of the best supporter packs I've seen. It like what's some of the stuff that interests you? Like I, I obviously there's a few uh, literally that are, all of it. Really, even the like the first few with the well, cool the first few are, the the first few are fine. There's some of them. I mean, I'm I still sometimes look at some and go like, oh, the screen clutter. It's gonna be mm. so hard. But I don't actually care. I the, I will say this for me for armor. It's really cool that they're switching now to much more interactive armor. Like where yes. your MTX actually has some sort of effect in the game. The struggle for me with armor, though, is I have a lot of MTX. And so it's really difficult for I really want just a randomized button because I don't I don't it's not like the thing is when you're scrolling through them, they're not really great representations of how it's going to look like when you're when you're scrolling through your list of MTX. It's not a great representation of how it's actually going to look when you put it on. So then you put it on and then you check in and then you, it just I it's I find it time consuming to to actually figure out my MTX because I'm going through such a large amount. And so then when you add even more, like in this case, if you bought the highest support pack, you're talking five new sets of sets yeah. of armor. But I do like that they're now more interactive and things are actually affecting the armor. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even know where to start. I think they're all 
amazing. I love that they're coming with portals on each one and their portals are not boring. There's not just like some simple book port. None of them. None of them are just a simple portal that just oop, opens up. Right. They're all cool. Like even something like they thought of an MTX for when you're in your invulnerability period, when you mm-hmm. enter a location, like how neat is that? Yeah. It's yeah, almost it, like when you enter, I think it's Oriath from like when you're going through the campaign and you get teleported. Yeah. Anyway, and like, yeah. And like you said, like the crazy thing for me is like how they're sure. Like the interactive with attributes or casting and this kind of stuff. I mean, even that like Elden Ring circle they have on the back that is that changes a little bit the animation from when you use a movement skill. Yeah. Looks cool. Oh man. So cool. So cool. And obviously like they're adding board games to hideouts. Yeah. That chess set was cool and that they actually have plans to do more. Right. I thought of you as soon as I saw the chess set, cause I know you like that in that one hideout oh. you built, which you did yourself. I did, I, but what? it was with pieces. It took me like my whole league to make this chess set now you just because I did it on the beach. Yeah, I know <laughs> jerks, <laughs> but it's fantastic because before there was these who had the plates, the stone plates. I think it was Elrion as the master. Remember when you used to have to go yes. to each individual master to see yeah, what, what you to items buy. they had. And mm-hmm. you had to unlock as you progress their missions. That's what unlocked the that's MTX. That's why I forever hate, hate Alva. That's the whole right. reason I hate her. Oh, so, yeah. so I think it was Elrion that I would have to go to for these bricks. And, but they were like, they weren't rectangle bricks. They were like partially poorly cut triangle bricks so i actually had to take two bricks of the same kind and rotate oh, really? them 90 oh. degrees but line them up so that you couldn't see yeah, the seam the lineup but you know how it works in pc land where i mean just an mtx land where or hideout land sorry there we go where it's like the small little inclination in the actual ground of the hideout would like slightly raise something so now it's like really chippy and clipped and oh man it took so i did like Eight by eight of like half half block and half block matching it together. Oh, my wrist just cramps thinking about it. And then I did the beams for the outside and then I used the masters on one side. And then fortunately they came out with them and then it would just be like the grass statues before. But then I had um, but then when they came out with the new masters, then I was able to use the images of the old masters with the new masters for one set. Mm -hmm. And then it was just the overgrown statues on the other side. So. This one excites me. I mean, I'm not, there's no chance I'm going to buy it. No chance. It's like, it's their I love second it highest, that people can. Yeah, but it's $280 American, which was 240, 300. Oh, right. So then it was 326, I think, Canadian when Canadian. I checked it out. Yeah. But oh my goodness. But just the fact that like they'll have other chess set pieces coming out later, they mentioned, mm-hmm. and they're, they're planning to have like other board game things that you can interact with. And you can even do that. I think they said in the guild hideout. Yeah. Like, Anyone that comes through can move a piece like that's really, really cool. And then, of uh, course, the final one. No, you go ahead because I'm going to bring up the final one. The final one, we definitely got to get that. I love the one where, and I thought of you again, where it sucks in all the pets because I was just like, oh my God, Tyler's Weta's will just like explode for days every time he opens a map. It's such a funny idea. Like what a clever, and it looks like this grindy. I just thought that was amazing. It was such a funny idea. That's like a huge, that's like an animal rights. It was so good. Yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness. But yeah, I have over a hundred pets that aren't wettos, like just one of each with all the different things I bought. And they're just wandering around my 
all at sea hideout having a great time but my I couldn't goodness tell, but it looked like in the animation too that the animals were trying to run away which i hope they were because that makes it even better because <laughs> so it looks it looks like they're trying to run away from it as they're being pulled in because i wouldn't want just like a static pet just standing there being sucked in but the idea of like one of my tigers trying to run away while being pulled <laughs> makes it even better but how cool is it that they came up with an interaction for that? And then I glad they emphasize that it doesn't like you don't have to the, the yeah, pet ends up going back. Pet. You don't have to reset because they still have a poor pet system for how to add pets. There's no like add all pets or anything like that. So it's uh, yeah. So that that one was hilarious. I didn't actually check to see how much that one was. I think that was in the third highest. Uh, that tier. was the third highest 160. Oh, yeah, that's a lot. But so still then Voidborn. So cool. Voidborn is their highest tier, the 40, 480. And it's so weird that this is one of the first supporter packs, uh, sorry, supporter pack sets where I actually don't care about the physical items. Like I have the shirts, I have one of mm, two of those jackets and well, I don't wear them, but I don't, that, that's not the stuff that excited me, which that's typically been the thing that I'm like, Ooh, that's really cool. I like that shirt or I like that, whatever. The, the physical stuff this time, I'm kind of like, oh, okay, cool that you get some extra stuff. But the actual stuff that's coming with the MTX is the thing that really excited me. That Voidborn one is nuts. It it's is nuts. That is one of the coolest hideouts I've ever seen in the history of PoE. I wouldn't make a change at all. It's absolutely perfect. It's amazing. It's so oh, cool. What a cool idea to see your whole Atlas. And that's got to be a bit of work on their end because that Atlas passive tree changes every league so that means it's going to have to update right every league which i well, just in the faq they emphasize that yes that atlas passive tree will update every league oh, I you're not going to be stuck i didn't read the faq that yeah. would be yeah that'd be an awful thing if it's stuck with the other one but the idea that it like that it fills as you do oh. do sorry it's the atlas not the atlas passive tree but as you as you complete the atlas it it update oh my gosh i was and just you like you can zoom in and out I wonder if when you put like a when you put a memory onto it, does that show in your thing, oh, right? You know, the like cool, green right? lines and stuff. I wonder if that shows too. Okay, imagine if they add back the shaper elder influence. Oh my god, if it was animated and moving, right? It, oh, swing! <laughs> yeah, that would be amazing. It's just such a cool idea. I would have never thought of anything like that, but that's so that's so awesome. And then, I mean, the other it's, stuff's cool that comes with it too. The whole Very. like floating thing is cool. The only thing I don't it's like with so the floating. It's so overshadowed by such an epic hideout, which you get all the other cool stuff that already is blowing us away. Like this, which there's makes so it, much that's stuff that's what that always we... makes it hard though, because then you're like, well, what one do I pick? Mm -hmm. But then the floating thing, I thought that was really cool. It looks awesome. I just yes. don't like that it's tied directly to that piece of armor. So if you actually want to use a different oh, set, you're not going to float anymore. Like you have to be wearing it. But it so is it's not what a it character is. effect, right? Which mm. I get it. You know, you got to try and, well, no, I don't. Does this stuff, oh no, this stuff doesn't go core. Like it doesn't become part of the pool. When the core supporter packs go away, those items don't come into the shop later, right? No. I don't, I don't think they do. Damn it. They yeah, do it's so tough. I would love to get that Voidborn one, but that is a tough thing to justify. Because in mm. Canadian, that's like 550, 560. That's oh. a really tough sell. There are, yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's a, that is a lot of money. You're buying an Xbox for that price. But, um, which I know you would love, but no, the, like the chess board itself is not specific to the pack. Like they said that these pieces, these chest pieces, so I'm just giving you well, like I know an they example. Said that the, so not everything they is a hundred percent later. 
Right. right. So but not I don't think everything is going to be. Will. I highly doubt that. I hope something like it does for individual purchase because that's something for me where let's say I was going to spend 60 bucks on video games in one year. I'd blow the load on an amazing hideout that I would use all the time. Mm-hmm. Now for me, like I'm very picky. I am guild hideout only on PC. And I don't know if I would touch that hideout for a guild hideout because you don't, the Atlas passive tree doesn't update. Well, what happens in the guild version it just of turns it? off. It's just oh. blank. So I wouldn't spend the money on it for a guild hideout, but I would have no, it personally for, for myself in yeah. Xbox land. Ew. So, you still have it on PC in your hideout in PC? I don't use my personal hideout in PC. Oh. I only use the guild hideout. Hmm. I mean, I have to go to my personal hideout to, uh, to trade, but hmm. yeah, I don't know. This is a really, they did a really great job, but it was really funny to f- watch them and feel like I didn't care about the physical stuff. That's not been normal for me hmm. with the, with the supporter pack. So yeah, they look great. They did such a good job. Agreed. I don't know how much else to say. They, they, they look awesome. I'm not sure what I'm going to do about any of them. I want to watch it again, but let's just pause the episode and just watch the video again. No, it's like seven minutes. <laughs> Sweet. I love it. it when they good. saw it, when I saw that it was seven minutes long, I'm like, what's going on? Like, I don't remember if they're ever seven minutes long or not, but I'm like, that seems a long time for some took me video. half an hour to watch it at least maybe 45 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> Cause you were driving. No, no just work. But anyway, it looks awesome. It does. Patches. Yeah. Lots. The big, big, big point one, and uh, you know how can, we always we joke laugh around real? about. Okay, go ahead. What were go you ahead, you say it. Well, I don't know what you were gonna say. I don't. I wasn't gonna say about the point one. What I was gonna say that was funny was that they sent out a message saying like, "Hey, here's what we're working on. It should come out later this week." And then later that day, it was like, "Hey, we're taking the realms down. Patch is coming." And I'm like, "What? Already?" They said this was coming out later in the week, and it came out real. It literally came out the same day that they said that, which is awesome. It it is awesome for almost everybody. I have gripes about it, but I'll oh, bring that up in a bit. Right. Well, just no, I was just uh, with it's we always joke around about like, OK, this is the A patch, B patch, E, F. Oh, now it's the point one or now it's the point two. And but like this one, this was a huge patch. Yeah, I big. know why this was the point one mm-hmm. girth. It was huge. Absolutely massive, but and a lot of really cool things. I'm not doing the league mechanic anymore, but they made some really nice visual changes to resolve. And they obviously uh, the biggest news probably of the patch is for melee players or close quarter combat players, how they changed resolves hit penalties. Mm -hmm. Yeah, substantially from what I hear, especially from yourself. Uh, Affliction had some nice improvements as well. Some more visual indicators for how it worked. Obviously, they fixed a whole bunch of bugs and stacking issues to try and get around these things. Huck brings his equipment in maps now, which is awesome. Did you ever find out if Huck gives his XP in maps? I don't know if he does. I, and the equipment thing I thought was kind of weird that people cared so much about it because most of his equipment bonuses are heist dependent. So the only thing I could think of is that they do get you can roll some items that like where they grant a level seven aura or something. So that was the only thing I could think of that somebody would want for them to get in maps. But most of the stuff that rolls on a heist person's gear is heist dependent. And it's very specific in the wording that while in heist or in a heist or job or blah, blah, blah. So, Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, Uh, they also because I've been into Metamorph this league, uh, significant 
XP increase for metamorph kills, which cool. is awesome and needed because they have that new notable where it says it gives you like a thousand times XP or something. It was still mm. almost not noticeable. And then for one of the mods, you know that one mod that says it cycles resists on enemies? Uh, they've changed it to be cycling damage reduction, which makes sense because I'm doing a physical damage build. And when I was fighting some of these, I'm like, sometimes I'm not doing damage. And I'm like, okay. I get it. There's no such thing technically as physical resist, but that's what I think is happening here. So anyway, huge amount of fixes. Those were the little things that stood out to me. But I mean, there was an insane amount of fixes. The huge, huge patch. What uh, what stood out to you? To be honest, it wasn't anything in particular. Like there were a ton of fixes, which is great. A lot of them I didn't know too much about. I do like that they changed the resolve. I haven't. So I re-rolled, which I'll talk about when we get into our weeks in poe but i did change my build up because i even with the change i just wasn't rf just wasn't feeling fun in even Sanctum. with the resolve change uh you know what it wasn't there's it's not even so much like um how much resolve i was losing because yeah it got better it seemed to be fine but there are some mechanics in sanctum that just don't lend well to trying to be like with rf if I'm not standing right beside you, you're not taking damage. And my alternative is to just throw fire traps, which is fine. But fire traps still require you to run over top of that fire trap and take the damage from the damage that's either from the fire trap or that's on the ground. There's some mechanics as you get further into the sanctum, like on, on floor three and four, where if, well, first off, the ability to be on top of an enemy is, I would say, nearly impossible. There's, you know, the ones where the skull. Yes. Uh, does the fire beam there's one i think it's on floor four the version of that on floor four is imagine an upside down l shape okay mm -hmm. so that's the shape of the floor that you can run on and then at the corner point on the inside corner point place the skull and that skull has access to spin the whole l and there's no wall to hide behind at all okay. so that thing is constantly following you back and forth however you move and enemies are spawning at different points in this upside down l shape the ability to stand on top of a mob is it's not even there because the the beam the way that it cuts across that room is just very difficult and then the third floor boss super hard to just fight directly on top of her because of the beams that are happening and the things that, sh that are happening so i just I did feel like there were, I was I was able to get further into it, but I wasn't having fun doing it and I wanted to have fun doing it. And RF was amazing for like mapping was crazy. I could do any content. It was I didn't have to do anything special, but I wanted to play something that was like more focused on trying to do faster damage and very specific to Sanctum so that I could play because I want I want to actually experience Sanctum. I mean, they're coming out with new stuff with Sanctum as we're progressing through the league. So I want to try to find ways to experience some of that new stuff. And I do really like the idea of the Sanctum. So, yeah, I thought that that change was fine. Like it was good. It was necessary, but it didn't help as I got further into uh, the Sanctums, at least for me personally. And I didn't want to put in the effort because there's it, one of the struggles. I hope that it's something they figure out or maybe address or maybe they're just fine with it. But to try and run a full Sanctum is 32 rooms, right? Okay. So that's 32 maps to try and run a full Sanctum. Uh, you can save the rooms, which is great. So you can run into a map, go into the Sanctum, just hit the button to save it. And then you can save up eight. So you can technically run nine at a time on the ninth map. Uh, I, I still feel like that's a really long time though, to fully experience a longer sanctum as your, as your characters progressing and getting stronger to have to run through 32 maps to collect 
the 32 rooms that's a long that's a lot so i don't know i feel like as you're doing like some of these higher tier like 14 15 tier maps you should be getting maybe more than one or two more more than one room to do per map so that you can try and progress into the sanctum without mm. feeling like you've had to do so many maps and it's it's tough too because if you're a type of character who wants to play delve or who wants to play heist or some of these things that take you outside of the map your sanctum just sits there you can't it doesn't progress at all you can't get any new rooms by doing anything but mapping yeah. which i do find i understand that's the the primary focus on the game but it's uh i just feel like it takes a while to actually trying to progress into sanctum so what i've been doing is i just save up eight rooms and then when i get to the ninth one i run the nine but also sometimes i don't actually feel like it maybe i'm having a good time in maps maybe my maps are rolling fine but then i feel like i'm committed now because i've got eight saved and if i don't do this one then i'm i'm throwing away one of the rooms and it takes a little bit longer so yeah i don't know the, the patch itself was great i love that they're so on top of this you have to remember too this came out five days before christmas so like they're working their butts off yep really close to to christmas time which i do appreciate and uh I mean, I would imagine this has turned out to be a fantastic league for them financially because they've had such an incredible league launch. They've had an incredible 3.2. The gameplay is fantastic. 3.20, sorry, is fantastic. And then you throw out these amazing core supporter packs. And I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that it's been a good year, end of year for them because I think they've kind of done everything right leading up to this league. So yeah, I, the, the, I can't think of anything specific though that like stood out to me i did like that one change that was the most important one i was excited for and uh i do wish that they also were a little bit clear on how to unlock the rest of the relic slots like you can kind of mouse over it and it says like what you have to do but there's nothing specific that lets me know what type of room and on what floor i need to do to unlock that sanctify i know there's a i think i saw a post on reddit i need to find it somebody did a thing that showed like arrows pointing to like how to unlock this oh spot. interesting because you need them as you progress and get more relics you need those slots because otherwise you're just really limited in how many you can do but yeah i've had mm. a few sanctified relics drop but one which is fun that's like one where it actually affects your character but it was a minion one so i was like damn it <laughs> but yeah mm. I, I so far i'm still loving the league i'm loving the gameplay i think 320 is super good i love mapping it's just such a good experience yeah, it really, really is. Really is. I'm, uh, there was a little bit of a gripe that I had this week. Before I get into my week of PoE, uh, there was a little bit of a gripe that I had. So they launch. But let me ask, let me ask you this. Okay. What do you feel about post-launch additions? Post-launch bonuses, post-launch uniques. What do, you, what do you think about content being added after launch? Like now we're talking... How long's the league been out? A week or two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. And they're just adding some stuff now. What What do you think about that? So for me, I'm fine with it because I'm not a go hard, crazy player. Do all the end game stuff. I could see for somebody who maybe has gone crazy, then you feel like maybe you've lost out because like you book the first week off for work or something. Yeah, but I'm I I'm actually fine with that. I I don't have. It's different if they're adding something that is. I don't know, like core or I, I don't really know what the uh, the particular instance would have to be where I would have a problem with it. Because for me, if if the what all I've really seen them add is these new unique items for Sanctum and these are unique relics that are used specifically for Sanctum. And they're most of in most cases, they're a one off where you use it once and then it's gone. Whether you finish the run or not, you lose that 
that relic, it's no longer active anymore. I don't know that I necessarily have a problem with that because the alternative is either if the argument is, well, you shouldn't be adding stuff after the fact, then it's either, well, do they rush stuff and potentially put something out that doesn't work or do they just not put out stuff that they wanted to put out with it just for the fact that because you, can't, you shouldn't ready. Right. And I feel like, and again, I think the subset of the person playing the game that goes so, 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 so hard in the first two weeks that would look at it and go feel jaded to the fact like, well, I already finished a sanctum and that wasn't available when I did it and now you've added it. Well, the, the whole point of the game is to keep replaying it. And in fact, sanctum is literally like at its core, something you're supposed to keep replaying. I, I feel like the amount of people that could be angered by that is such a tiny, tiny subset of them, especially because Sanctum is meant to continuously be played. It's not meant to run through it once and now you've completed it. It's a roguelike. You're just constantly running through one of them. So in that sense, I don't really have a problem with it. I can't think of the last time Heist, they sort of did it with like... They did it lots. All the bosses. bosses came out after the fact. Yeah, it's different. I mean, it's different too. with bosses. Maybe it's different with like actual end game content, like where you're fighting bosses. But again, what's the alternative? Put out something that's not finished that maybe is bugged and it's going to be bad or just not put it out at all. And then people just don't get the content. I see it from a different perspective. Like, I totally agree. You never want to have rushed content. You don't want to have it glitchy. I prefer the stability over instability for anything. I always want quality over over quantity. But to me, it's something, especially when you're doing constant releases every three months, it's something that needs to be planned and you let people know ahead of time because people do book time off and there are people that want to experience the entirety of it, but then they're going to move on to another game because maybe they burn out too. And you don't want them to be like, oh yeah, but you didn't get to experience this or this or this because it was added two weeks later. I think if you are going to do this on occasion it needs to be planned not something like shoot we really wanted all of this to be ready for launch but now it's not going to work you let people know when you're doing the reveals or the patch notes like hey uh, we have some stuff planned for later right you maybe you even say that when you're dealing with the like original dates right and that's when like hey maybe even when you're doing your date reveal and you know people are starting to book time off or consider booking time off be like hey listen we're planning on doing some content that's going to be released a little bit later because i don't really think it's fair to the community because you do want to consider everybody that's why you have a launch where you're trying to get everything done at the same time that's the whole point of it right so i i think that from ggg's perspective if it's i i I'm fine with post-launch additions if it's planned and communicated ahead of time. Otherwise, I, I don't you, think it's fair. Do you? Because I, I don't actually know, and I'm not going to reference back. But did they not? Was there was there ever any mention from them like, "Hey, we do have more plans for additional uniques or additional relics that will be released through the league"? Like, I'm not, not saying that I, I don't, don't know. Okay, because I I mean I agree with you. If they knew that there were relics specifically that were going to come out later, it would have been nice for them to say. There are a few relics that aren't ready. They did that with Heist. I feel like they told us up front with Heist that bosses would be released. No. Yeah, I remember there being a huge uproar because all of a sudden it's coming out. And then once the I first one... I remember them saying some of the bosses weren't ready and wouldn't be released with launch. Well, I could have sworn been the case. that, that, that might was, have been the case. That they said that. Which I get people being upset about it. I just feel like with what I've seen so far with regards to Sanctum, nothing's come out that should bother someone enough that they feel like they missed out because uh, again, that like Sanctum 
the whole the whole like vision and idea behind a roguelike is that you don't finish it. There's no end. You're just constantly relooping through playing a roguelike. True, but people aren't going to be playing the game for that long. So maybe you're putting all that time that you would into Sanctum into the first two weeks because that's all your personal time allows. And then, you know, your life picks up after that. And so now they will not get to experience that. Because Wait, I don't feel like you've missed out by these ones. It's different when there's an actual boss fight. These these aren't like changing. It's not like you missed out on a, a particular type of content. You just missed out on a harder challenge to the sanctum, which in in it's relatively realistic to assume that not the majority of your player base was going to be crushing the sanctum in the end. So if they need to figure these things out, I do agree that they should let people know. But I don't think it's a big enough issue that somebody should be upset because if they come out with it later and maybe you had burned out or you had already crushed the sanctum, all these things do is make the sanctum very, very much more difficult. Well, so now not, it's added a challenge. Not entirely because there's also filter information. And to me, adding filter information post launch. No, think about this. Imagine NeverSync goes on vacation for a week and then they and they're adding filter information. But we're talking content, not like right. filter stuff. None of Lydia's, what are they called? Invitations, incantations, whatever they are. They added a, like a whack load of them. If NeverSync was like, okay, sweet, here's the patch. This is launch date. I've got it all ready. Check, check, check. Everything's good. Okay, I can go on vacation for two weeks during Christmas. And then a week later, GG's like, hey, here's a patch. And we're adding a whole bunch of new stuff to the filter. Every single person using his filter does not see that in his filter until after until he gets back from his Christmas vacation. Like, I'm going to ask you a question that's where... going to make you angry. Go ahead. I'm going to ask you a question that's going to make you angry. But it is, there's some validity to it. Is that GGG's problem? Yeah. Well, it's not though, because if they're building their game around their own, their own, what their filter shows and their items would show if you were using their filter, I'm not saying you should, but is it, I know I'm being a bit devil's advocate and at, and at a high level of dickness, but the, if they are, if they're introducing something that would show, I mean, first off, I think relating whether content should come out or not to filters would be crazy. But if that was the folk or the concern, if you weren't using a third party tool, which I think even they kind of suggest people should, you would see the item. So you, you wouldn't know, like see the item. Because well, you, you would when if you, you were add, using theirs. You would if you were using theirs. That's what I'm saying. Right. If you were using GGG's well, how filter. How would you know? Too. Like, that's not something that they would they announced. Which part? Well, what here's the thing. They know the state of the game. They know which filters people are using. It's, it's common courtesy, right? It's, it's whether it's you think it's them thinking of the fans. Now, if now here's what I'm talking about, about having a predetermined, OK, listen, we're trying to get everything into the game, but there's a chance some of it is going to be staggered throughout the next couple of weeks. They come up with an announcement like that. Fine. But they didn't tell us as filter creators that this Lydia's incant. What's it called? I'm going to just relics. They're just new relics. Hang on. I'm going to find it. Just so seven unique it relics that drop from the final form of the Sanctum boss. No, there's. Um, Include some new obtainable items in the Forbidden Sanctum. Today we're providing you... Lucia's invocation. Right. There's items. like 20 or 30 different invocations. 41. Okay. So whatever it is that those do, that wasn't stuff that we could add before the leak came out because our filter would have incorrect code and it wouldn't work. We weren't aware of it. 
So if they were able to design a system where, okay, this is what we're putting into the game later, but now it's technically disabled. You can put it into your filter like a disabled div card. It doesn't screw over your filter to have a disabled div card specifically in your filter. Put all this in your filter. Now, whenever it is that we choose to release post content, then it's fine. They know the value of filters. Filters are the most important part of the game. You don't have a good filter. You don't have a filter and the game sucks no matter what gameplay you do. No matter your bug fixes, there's way too much crap on the screen. Filters are the heart and soul of the, a good experience. So I'm just saying, from GGG's perspective, if they're going to add changes, especially ones that involve filter changes post-launch, mm -hmm. I mean, the filter's the, the heart and soul of the entire experience. It's the medium of communication between what they want you to enjoy and your enjoyment. So... Anyway, my point is, is that if they would let us add that pre-launch, then it's not a big deal. But for example, they had a post that said, due to some limitations with how processing goes or applications go for, um, for, for console changes, uh, the PC patch is out, the Xbox patch will be out shortly. Unfortunately, the Sony patch isn't going to be able to be out until New Year's. Well, that lasted a day. I'm checking the notes coming into today's podcast just to be sure. And I have, you know, con, um, Xbox, PlayStation and Xbox patch notes, kind of stuff that I check. Sony got the patch notes. So here's a filter creator. They've had the patch notes for a day already. And I wasn't planning on checking for another week and a half. They don't even tweet out like, hey, just a heads up. Filter information is now available for this. Or you should filter creators need to put like people using sony filters let's say never sinks like oh, okay sweet they're not adding sony stuff for another week i have a week off okay let's get out of town for a bit and then they mm -hmm. add it the next day like that's great like you said for users the sooner the patch comes out the better but when it comes to filter land that screws people over hmm. yeah i get where you're coming from i don't th i that doesn't isn't something that really crosses my mind so i do understand if you're adding something that is going to all of a sudden not show up in a filter because it's a brand new type of thing that's definitely a bit of a problem. I don't know the solution to it, though, because, again, I would rather them still wait and put something out that's going to be in a good condition than sure. to rush something. And I would rather them not just hold back and not release it at all because uh, because yeah. it would be coming out into a league. So yeah. I'm not sure and if there's a perfect solution to it. I don't disagree with that, but they didn't even tweet anything out like, hey, just FYI, Sony, your patch came out early. Then filter creator could be like, holy crap. And then, you know do something about it but i think to me if it was more planned and they had whatever it is that they wanted to release later just as disabled then the filters could be done one and done at the beginning of the league when everybody any filter creators planning for anyway that's like that's it's yeah. always post-launch on that day when they have the opportunity i can see why they don't do that though because the Maybe. problem is if you do that there's a risk of people finding out what that is and then they choose later on to not release it and now they have to sort of backpedal as to why they didn't release it versus if you don't put it in there at all people don't know that it didn't release but there's there's i mean that's the that's the same thing for every single filter release though you don't get information as to what it is you don't get which version of said base type is more valuable than the other you don't get drop rates you don't know anything except for what the title is and that's always released post pre-launch that's mm. always released pre-launch so anyway anyway so i had a little bit of a tiff with them i i was really disappointed with that because I really hope people using Sony filters aren't getting screwed. 
hopefully i mean i'm sure ggg and NeverSync talk all the time so maybe it didn't cross their mind to let everyone else know i don't know but well, he 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 tweeted the following day after the patch notes that he added the new Licia, Lycia, whatever invocations and uniques that were added this night to the filter and filter blade. Okay. So it's, I, I doubt he knew ahead of time either. It sounds like, cause this was a day after okay. that they came out. So, oh, I forgot to tweet the Sony people. I should let them know. It is, it is what it is. I get, I do understand where you're coming from though, but I don't know the solution cause I would rather them not hold stuff back. Yeah. Well, I think they can do both communicate and still do the post launch. I'm fine with post launch if it's communicated properly. Well, I, the problem with communicated properly is what does that mean? That they're tweeting so you see it? That they're posting on Reddit? That they're making a forum post? Like, or that they're specific as to what it is? I don't know. Sometimes I get confused as to what people want them to communicate because, like, is is it enough to say at the very beginning we're going to be releasing additional content as we go? Like, uh, is that enough, or do you actually want? I don't, what, what do you mean? Yeah, when you I, say th- I think that's properly? perfect. I say, hey, because I'm thinking about people, which I'm not that kind of person, booking time off for the beginning of a league where they want to maximize their booking time off of their very busy schedule to maximize their POE experience. It's going to be short, one week, week and a half, something like that. And if GG says, hey, we're going to have a staggered content release this league, we just have a lot of really ideas. We were hoping to get it all out for the beginning, but we couldn't. So, we don't have an exact timeline, but if they even just say something general like that, then you know not to book off the first week. Maybe you book off the first week of this of the next month, right? Like week five, right? Sure, you miss out on some of the um, store stuff, or sorry, the marketplace stuff, but you know now you're picking and choosing. If you're a marketplace person, you're booking off the first week no matter what. If you're a content person, you're booking off week five instead. But then at least you know you have all your content. Yeah, I do agree with you. I think my struggle is just that if the content that the was being released later was like, hey, we only have the first three floors of the Sanctum finished, the fourth floor of the Sanctum's coming out, you know, in the within the first week or two. That to me is a big deal and needs to be communicated. Very different, yes. The idea that um some new uniques and relics are being added and some that to me isn't as important. But I do understand what you're saying. I just I I, I think it would have been enough to have said if they hadn't to have said it in the patch or the release or something that we do have more stuff coming within the first few weeks sure. of the, the patch. I, I would have been fine with that too. I'm surprised that they didn't. But uh, in the end, if they add stuff that keep people playing or bring them back, I don't think that's the end of the world. As long as, like I said, it's not some major piece of content that they're just missing out of. But if they are, I would still rather it come out polished and later than yep. broken and early. Agreed. Agreed. So this week, of course, I made a little post. <laughs> Did you, where'd you do it? Well, just on their website. But saying okay. like, hey, you got to like, you got to let filter people know hmm. when these things like you got to give them like make an announcement, like tweet it out so that people mm-hmm. that actually are into actually making this content can like, I feel bad for the Sony people. I mean, that post happened, that patch happened yesterday. I, I had no clue. Right. And so people that are following my filters, hopefully not never sync, or hopefully it never sinks as well. Hopefully it all got fixed soon. So anyway, I just did a thing like, hey, you got to let people know when there's actual filter changes like an announcement or a tweet. Uh, but man, this week, um, when I haven't been playing, it's been filter brainstorming for me. Tons and tons. Like just trying to figure out, figure out like, okay, I really want, do I want my, all of my corrupted items to show a red border or do I want them to have a red background? And then that determines, okay, well, if I'm going to, which one am I going to do that one for? Okay, I'm going to do my 
you know, recipes the same way, but then, okay, where do I put the corrupted one? So it only show, where do I put the corrupted block so that it only shows the items that are going to show. So it doesn't show every corrupted item. It only shows the ones that are, but I'm trying to do everything with the continue function. And anyway, I've been having a fantastic time in my brain while I'm out doing stuff. But in terms of gameplay, uh, I've been very kind. My wife's been very patient with me, but I've told her now. Did you just say, I think you missed said that sentence. What did I say? I've been very kind. <laughs> no, my wife's I, been you, very kind. Yeah, oh, did said, I screw I've that up? Oh, kind. shoot. Yeah, I've been very I'm, kind. I've been very kind. Um, I let my me. wife uh, think about playing Sims once in the last two weeks. No, she <laughs> has been very kind to me and let me have unlimited reign over our PC. And so I could play tons of PC content. Um, so that <laughs> I don't know what I screwed up saying, but I hope it didn't sound that bad. But anyway, so it's been a lot of fun. Um, I'm doing a Reaper Elementalist. Uh, it's pure physical with Impale seeing how it's working out and as i mentioned last week and probably the week before i'm this is a test league for me i'm thinking of replacing the reaper with or sorry my all my zombies with reaper and i want to see how it does with single target with clear how much survivability investment is required if i can get away with minor investment on gear or do i actually need some decent investment on the tree along with gear what you know and i'm it needs play play style i need i need gameplay experience to figure that out because the Reaper, of course, has that really cool interaction where you can tell it to go attack somewhere for a really strong hit with a button, but that same button also reses it, summons right. it if it's dead. So mm -hmm. maybe I'm fine with it dying lots if I'm not really missing out on too much DPS, right? If I'm just able to res it that easily, because it's not even like I have to pay attention to it. I just keep hitting the button whenever I think I'm going to send it to attack and oh, no, I'm resing it. So it's it's fun to actually interact with it. I'm trying to see what my preference is. Um, I've logged on to my now that point one is now available for both Sony and Xbox. I've loaded my default zombie build, which has tons of investment into survivability. I've loaded the that build properly for three point twenty on console, and then but then I've switched the Reaper in. So of course, right away it sucks up, <laughs> eats up all my golems and all my specters. It's one of my favorite things about the Reaper, though. I don't have to care about support minions i don't it's like goodbye specters goodbye crappy you non-existent crappy ui like it's just it's like a specter hater and i love it that's one of that's one of the reasons i want to switch to reaper so i'm playing around with that you know in like corrupted t16s seeing how it's interacting with some pretty harsh surprising content you know like those the harsh content that you have no idea why it's harsh but it is you know like all these different mods interacting with each other and you're like Okay, it's probably gonna suck and then you know you you're just playing like you're a glass cannon even though you're tanky so anyway i've been having a lot of fun with that um because as i was gonna say my wife's been playing sims a little bit this week so gave me an opportunity to be on console guilt-free and the pc version that i'm doing i'm what 85 86 i think i'm still in yep. yellows i'm bordering yellows and reds now i think last week i was bordering white maps and yellow maps now i'm bordering yellow and red and uh i have no survivability investment on this reaper none none on the tree it's all offense and then my defense for my specific character and then i'm just going to focus on things like bone rings and hope that maybe that elemental because i have a nicely buffed up determination that's working well for the defensive mitigation for the uh for the reaper so i want to see if maybe having some capped elemental resist is enough because i don't have any life investment into it Anyway, just going around, I'm having a really, really fun time, but 
I have a question for you, and maybe people listening can type in and help out as well. Uh, are you familiar with the Behead gem? I brought it up a few weeks ago, but for a completely mm-hmm. different purpose. Yep. Why doesn't Behead work the Reaper? Soja and I were on Twitch a week ago, maybe, and when I allocate Reaper, or sorry, Behead to the Reaper, it doesn't yeah. even show up in its icon. You know how like you get the little square icons with a letter or something that show up when an item, when a skill is being supported by something? Behead doesn't even register. I think it's a glitch. To me, the Reaper matches perfectly with Behead. So supported skills would have the plus to melee strike range. Supported skills more damage with hits and ailments on low life. Right. So that would apply to anything. What's the very top of Behead? It says supported skills have melee strike range or well, support melee attack and strike. Okay, perfect. So Is that Reaper works with other other minion gems as well. So to me, those first two, the increased melee range and the more damage on low life, to me that would work. It's a that melee. That makes sense. The next one doesn't. Killing blows from supported strike skills with the melee weapon against rare grants the modifier. That wouldn't make sense to work with the Reaper because it's with the melee weapon. But the Reaper has a melee weapon. I don't know. Either way, I, I couldn't. I can't. I, I couldn't tell you why. I wanted the extra range and the low life damage. I wanted behead on it, and to me, I would think because it's actually holding two scythes that it has a melee weapon. So it says that it can be used with dominating blow, right? Hmm. And it does work with zombies as well. It's just not the weapon part of it works. Only the melee range and the low life damage works. But none of it works with the Reaper. So I was really curious why not, because it seems like a perfect fit. I really want that extra melee range. And I just like low life. Like I love having punishment and behead and just having that extra low life focus. And for me, that's because bosses are typically too double staged in PoE. And so I would rather have a slower first half, but a much faster second half of a boss battle. Yeah, I couldn't tell you why it doesn't. Uh... Okay. So. If somebody listening could help me explain or help me understand that, I would appreciate that. Well, they don't sell, they don't, they don't carry any of the same top text, Behead and Summon Reaper. None of them. Behead is support, melee, attack, and strike, whereas Reaper is physical, minion, and spell. Like, they don't share any of the... Well, what about if you load up melee physical, does that share the same text? As which one? Reaper. Melee physical damage support? That's melee, physical, support, and attack. Oh, so does melee and physical. And does the Reaper do melee, or is it just physical? Physical. Huh. wonder why the Reaper's not melee. If you load up zombies, is that melee? That doesn't say melee, does it? Zombie is... uh, Spell and minion. See, so there's... That's where my confusion comes in, then. Because with zombie, you can use things like ruthless. You can use melee, physical... And it's because their specific attacks are physical and melee. You can it use, doesn't make sense because dominating blow has the melee right. but you tag. Can, zombie doesn't. You can even use increased area of, of effect with zombies and it impacts their slam. Right? These are all like hidden tags that don't exist. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I guess maybe it's that experience with zombies and then other minion skills. Like I, I don't think SRS has a melee tag. Maybe it does. Yeah, I don't know. But. That, so that's kind of like when now I'm looking at Reaper and I'm like, okay, well, obviously I can, like, I'm using my visuals, not just the tags, because that's what I use for zombies too. And it's like, okay, here, the Reaper's obviously doing AOE. It's melee. So, hmm. yeah, I don't know. I don't have an answer for you. All right. Thanks. 
Um, so like I said, I loaded my Xbox characters this week. Um, and so I got to redo the tree. I did a map and it gave me all the perks again of all the completed maps that I've done all the way up to T16. So I only had four T16s that I hadn't done that I needed to do the bonuses of. And I did another map, right? I'm there's four maps that I need to um, alk and corrupt to do and to get the bonuses again. And I do the first one and I'm like, oh, OK, yeah, it's rough. I hate I hate corrupting maps, but whatever. It's rough. Let's keep going. And then I'm like, oh, shoot, I forgot to add all my Atlas content. I totally forgot. And so stupid me, I update my Atlas, which was completely blank, my Atlas passive tree. And then go to do the other three corrupted maps, which I definitely should have updated my Atlas passive tree after the corrupted maps, because I'm fully invested into torment. And that is difficult. Well, for me, because I love the increased quantity. It is such a nice reward when it works. But I'm also invested highly into I think it's called ambush, which is the rogue exiles. And so many of the bosses have two rogue exiles as bodyguards. Bodyguard road exiles do more damage, but they have 150% more life. And then there's the rogue exile um, node that says all rogue exiles are possessed or they have a tormented spirit in them. So now you have two completely buffed up rogue exiles with torment, which is also completely buffed up, guarding a boss that's in a corrupted map. And so anyway, uh, a lot of deaths. A lot of deaths last night, but I ended up getting all the um, capping off. I'm at 115 out of 115 now, which is nice. But oh my goodness, that was really questioning my torment choice. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. But man, it is, uh, it is a tough one. There's just sometimes you can't see anything. All of a sudden, dead. And you're like at 80 resists all across the board, 90% physical damage mitigation. You're like, I, I didn't even see it. I didn't see it. So, but I do like torment. I like that idea. For me, I'm always thinking, even though it's not one of my primary builds, I do have dominating blow in one of my builds. And you don't want rares for dominating. Like you don't, you don't get a nice benefit um, unless you already have your huge army with rares. I like the unique enemies. So the unique ones are the ones that make it easy for me to spawn my army. So I'm, uh, I, I really like the rogue exiles, but that tormented fiasco i'm like man part of me wants to just enjoy the experience right now but the rest of me is like nope that's my threshold i'm gonna make it so that completely invested in torment is easy peasy for all my characters and i kind of like that so i don't know hmm. i don't know what i'm gonna do but that would kind of like change my whole league to being like okay how can i improve this defensively okay how am i gonna get that much slower and i'm already a slow player but now a question for you i came across corrupted bosses so instead of it showing anything regarding the boss when i'm fighting bosses they were corrupted is that because i was corrupting the maps because yep. i've never noticed that before but has that always been the case or is that new anytime anytime you're running a corrupted map the boss itself is corrupted is and that's every time mm -hmm. that's always been mm -hmm. wow that's I, why they drop like the um midnight and noons and stuff like that that's why they have chances to drop I those never noticed that. that is insane so what changes with the boss with corruption? Like what? What's... No idea. That I have no idea. Because there's so many different things that corrupting. So like I get corrupting items. I get corrupting gems. I... I'm not sure that it does anything special besides the fact that they have changed loot. Like their table is a little bit different with regards to that they can drop corrupted items. Mm. But otherwise, I don't know if it actually has an effect on the boss. Well, it definitely hides their mods. 
So when I don't have every boss memorized, it was it was a fun experience. It was like some like oh discouraging experience, but it was it was a lot of fun. But that is the case, hey, eh? because I corrupted the map. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, I'm also and so this is the nice thing about having both standard fun and league fun is I'm going through the league and I'm like setting up my atlas. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is going to be exciting. I can't wait to see what this is like when it's fully invested in. But now with console, I'm like, all right, let's see what it is. These characters are already set up. I got all the Atlas points. Let's get it in. And now I'm like, oh, oh, dang. But then there's also like the inclusion of other content that they've changed that I never really paid attention to before. Like Beyond, for example, was something it is beyond. Right? There's so many bees. Beyond is where this stuff comes up out of the ground when you kill enemies on what's, top of their little... And what's the purple circle that expands? Is that Breach? Breach. And then Blight's the one Which with the the animation path. for that's awesome. It is. Yep. I, I really like that new change. But then Breach... Okay, that was Breach? No, that's Beyond. Mm -hmm. No, that's Breach. Breach is the portal, yep. Blight is Cassia, the line mm -hmm. that isn't Abyss. Yep. Which one am I talking about? How do I the know? one where they come out of the ground beyond and they comes spawn. out of the ground okay when you kill mobs i never cared about beyond because they had really annoying unique interactions those bosses that would spawn out of nowhere and monopolize your map and you had no idea where they were do you remember those uh yeah they got mm -hmm. rid of them didn't they beyond was completely changed last league i think yeah and they got rid of all those really crazy unique monsters right it still has some bosses. Right. But also, I'm playing through one of my corrupted maps. For some reason, every single one of them ended up having Beyond, which I ended up loving. I'm loving now. My point is that I'm loving the Beyond experience. It's monsters that are just more and more and more, but it's where you are. So it's not an abyss where that's mm -hmm. why I loved Abyss, even though I hated them. the travel. Right. They're right there. They're coming at you. And I love unique interactions, unique monster interactions. And so now the breach is gone. Everything's dead. And then all of a sudden I see this boss. I've never seen this boss before. It's like Betis or Beirut. I don't, I forget. I had to Google it. And it was like one of the three or four bosses that shows up. I'm like giant crabish looking thing. Oh, and it smacked the crap out of me once. But then I kind of figured out its tells and was looking around. It was a really fun experience to partially get destroyed, but then partially really start to understand the boss experience beyond now that they got rid of those annoying unique monsters like you said from a league or two ago such a fun experience now i'm not invested in it at all so i was playing the base vanilla version even though i ended up rolling it on every map that i that i corrupted but oh my goodness justin it was so fun it makes me want to get rid of some of my other experience and just get more and i was looking at the B if you invest into beyond it gets very difficult does it yeah mm. Because it's there's that XP bonus there. I think it's 30% increased XP. Oh, but that's nice. Yeah, you just have to be careful because it does get difficult as you as you uh, build it up on the Atlas. What about Blight? How much more difficult does that get when you invest into it? Because I've been, I don't know what's changed, but I'm now successful with Blights. Doing the exact same thing. I'm only cold towers. That's it. Cold, cold, cold. Most of them are just the beams every now and then I do the like trappy circle thing. But that's all I'm doing. And even my like test build with the reaper with it which is you know defense first damage secondary i'm being successful again not invested in it but before they always used to seem to split into four directions i'll be like okay no bye have a good time by yourself but so many of them are spawning with one maybe two lines and i don't know what it is are the towers stronger? i haven't done blights this league i know that josh has fun. done them a ton like a ton he focused on blight 
but he was telling me, I didn't really understand what he was talking about because I didn't listen that well, but he was saying that there's some video that he watched of if you put certain anoints on your rings, then you can run the blight maps where it's right. much more tower defensey. where if you build this specific set at junctions, you can stop them from being able to get in. I didn't really... Oh, yeah. That sounded cool. cool, but he's he was flying through blighted maps doing that. I didn't touch blight, so I can't tell you if it's different because I besides the very first one Cassia shows up at, I don't think I ever did mm -hmm. another one after that. Gotcha. It was blocked very quickly. Oh, really? Blight okay. for RF is awful. RF blight is like you may as well just give up. If there's two directions, you're screwed. And if it, unless they uh -huh. all go down one path, you're done. Yeah, yeah. I um with my RF character, I like it, but I have kind of a one that everybody always scoffs at because I use incinerate and so with righteous fire I also use leech along with life regen and so the incinerate uh is a fantastic skill for it's for not life. the problem of like doing enough damage or whatever it's the problem of doing damage in two locations yep. fast enough rf no it doesn't do anything fast it's like I understand you'll die but yeah. it's going to be painful and slow I hear you so mm -hmm. anyway I also am having a fantastic time. I'm sorry for the uh, Xbox, well, uh, yeah, Xbox and Sony people that follow my filters. I uh, Hopefully I got the changes out on time. I'll be tweeting after this episode. On Friday, though, only a day late. Oh, hopefully only two. Oh, my goodness. Ah, it'll be fine. Whatever. Anyway, thanks, everyone. I had a fantastic week as a filter creator, but I'm having a fantastic time as a gamer. It's been, this is, I agree with everybody. I can't remember the last time I've had just there's like so few WTF moments. It's good. It is fantastic. It's nice when it's like that. Sweet. Uh, well, I'll quickly just tell you my week's been fine too. Thanks oh, for asking. Sorry. No, In I theory. thought you already talked about it because you were talking about Sanctum. I No, but that's fine. I'm sorry. I, I thought I was like RF finishing it up. Did you? I can okay, do this good. very quick. I'm good at this. No, 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 no. no. I want to hear. I just thought you already did it. My debate was, do I spend currency because I had a lot of currency to make RF better or do I go with something that was going to make me have more fun in Sanctum? So I decided to go a different route. I'm, I decided totems because I'd heard totems and minions were good in Sanctum and I wasn't going to touch minions again for now. Maybe in the private league. I'm not sure. Oh, we got to talk about that in After Dark today. But uh, already? So I decided... Uh, I have an idea. I keep saying I have an idea, but I keep forgetting to bring up said idea. So I'll remember today, most likely. Oh. Anyway, so I decided I'm to writing go it totems. Down. Hang on. And uh, I'm not it's listening. been fun. I'm playing a chieftain. <laughs> 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 Idiot. Uh, chieftain. And I'm playing with uh, Consecrated Path. And that, that's I, really I mean, bright, man. I know. It is aggressive visually. You it's have not like that bright. How many totems are going on with Consecrated Path? Two, not well, three. Two. You three. have like three. A when I'm when, no, when the three. fight's done, you have like six guys just <gasps> waiting no, to smack. There's only three that are doing Consecrated uh, Path. They're just doing it fast. So I am doing, but, but I I had not really ever played with the idea of Earthbreaker before, and to be completely honest, barely even knew about it. And when I was looking into ideas for what I could do for a totem, I was like, wait a minute, you can make an attack skill on a totem that is not only buffed by totem tr things on the tree, but it's also buffed by your attack speed and crit and stuff on your character as well. That, I don't know, it just seemed crazy to me. It seems broken. So, yeah, it's, I, I don't think it's overly broken, but it's definitely very strong, but uh, so anyway, I made a chieftain. I'm playing, I think I'm at 85 or 86 right now. The The sanctums have been a lot of fun. I'm working on my first, well, I've been to the fourth floor before with the RF guy, but this guy is starting his first fourth floor with quite a bit more than I had before. 
So we'll see how it goes on the fourth floor. But it's been fun. It doesn't map as smooth as RF. Nothing's really as smooth as smooth as RF. RF is just like chill, just I'm gonna go through here and I don't care about anybody's damage. This hasn't been quite that that strong, but I have been able to use a lot of my currency and get some upgrades for them. So yeah, it's fun. Good. I'm glad. We'll see how it goes. I, I had to pull out of essences on my Atlas tree because I mainly was into essences for the RF character. This guy, I'm not planning on crafting much. And Jesus, I don't know what it is, but there is some stuff that like totems just melt. And for a totem build, when your totem's down, guess what? You're done. You're dead. And so That's what about it. essence? What's tying that in? Like did the I don't essences know. There's destroy some, some of the essences, totems? Yeah. Oh, some of I the hear, essence yeah. combos were just like, your totems are gone. And then when your essence, when your totems are gone, now they target you and you're just like, well, I, there's nothing I can do. I can't get my totems down fast enough yeah. to, to start actually attacking them. And if I'm running away because I'm scared, which is what happens when you're being attacked and I'm trying to drop totems, the benefit, at least with Consecrated Path, is they'll path to it, right? They'll attack and yeah. keep jumping to the enemies, which is why I want to do Consecrated Path. Uh, if you can't do it fast enough so i was like i don't even know i'm doing these essences anymore i don't need them i have lots stored up yeah. i'm gonna put them into something else so i've actually i'm doing ritual because i really liked ritual like when atlas passive first came out that was like my i found ritual really fun so i'm doing heist ritual shrines and map bosses just because i've made a lot of currency selling map uh like the eldritch and crusader and like all the map that sure. uh, the maps that can drop i've been selling those so mm. yeah i'm having a good time i think it's fun i'm i'm sanctum starting to get a little bit more enjoyable now because i can throw totems around the corner i'm not happy that that's what makes me happy though right Do you know what i mean i'm not i it kind of bothers me that i felt like i had to play a certain or shift my style of play to play the content, but I really do want to experience the content. And I do understand that you can probably do the content with any build. I just was not having fun with RF. It wasn't, it, yep. it, I felt like my defense that I'd built into my character was worthless. It's an archetype Absolutely specific worthless. league. Yeah, it was so good in maps. It was so good in bosses. It felt fantastic in the core part of the game. But in Sanctum, I felt like all the investment I had put into that character became worth nothing in the Sanctum. Yep. And that was quite frustrating. So. Yeah. yeah, I've been having a good time. I've been leveled up in a day and now I'm getting to maps. And now I think me, you and Josh are, because I think he rolled new ones so we can all play together because I think we're all around the same level. Uh, I think he's still a little lower, but yeah, so cute. Cool. I too anyway, invested fully into Essence because I wanted as many Essence of Fears as possible because I'm 90% mm -hmm. of the time always revolving around something minion related. So it'd be nice to have an endless supply of them. But I too, they're, to me, they're like Arch Nemesis. They have this one mod where it says essence of hatred, essence of this, essence of that. And I'm like, oh, I don't know what that means. And it's like, <laughs> they have all these things that just annihilate. And then, you know, that's without having two there. That's without having two or having that extra chance of an extra three mods on it. That's just well, normal I, I had all of those, but it was the shift of RF to a different character is really tough because RF, you just don't die. I open those things up and I just stand there. They're going to die. Yeah. It's not a problem. So it's a really hard to shift your head. It's like what we joked about with regard to Sanctum when it first came out. Like, what? I'm not, I can get hit. Like it's, a, it's shifting your mindset is kind of hard in this game. So yeah, pretty yeah. good. I'm enjoying it. I'm looking forward to actually trying to push the end stuff in Sanctum and actually, you know, try it. Have fun with that. That's my goal. Mm -hmm. Anyway, we've gone long. We're going to wrap this up. Episode 168. Forever XL. I'm Justin AK Tags. And I'm Tyler, Wrecker of Days. We just over 45 minutes today. Just over. 
45? That's our goal. Every episode, 45 minute podcast. I was like, what timer are you looking at? (laughs) (laughs) Patrons, we'll catch you in After Dark. Everybody else will see you. Well, we won't see you. Well, we'll be there next week. First off, Merry Christmas. Next week is coming out (laughs) January 1st. So Happy New Year's too, because we may as well say it now because we're not going to maybe maybe it's at the very beginning of the next episode but anyway next episode that comes out january 1st is going to be an incredible episode hopefully you guys enjoy it we had a ton of fun recording it with this individual and uh so we will actually be talking to you then in the next next episode which is 170 170 170 is the next episode yes all right perfect so we're figuring this out anyway we'll see you in 170 enjoy 169 though because it was such a good time patrons we will catch you tonight in after dark and uh Listen, it's Christmas Justin, time. Justin, I need a we, drink. We had I need a drink. Go. My times are all over the place. Right. Here, here, let me. So on the 16th, we record 167. On the 18th, we recorded 169. And we're saying, okay, Happy New Year's because this is going to come out on New Year's Day. And then on the 23rd, we record 168. And then on the 30th, we're recording the After Dark for 169, which we recorded on the 18th. But After Dark's going to be on the 30th. So that's just... We're figuring it out, but that's fine. You know what? You can ignore absolutely everything Justin and yeah, I just said. Joya yeah, Noel, the, you just Happy listen to New it. Year, and <laughs> right. thanks for listening. You're all fantastic. We'll catch y'all later. If you're looking for more information, you can find it down below. We get a website foreverxl.com. We're on Twitter foreverxl82. We have a Discord that is a lot of fun. You should be a part of our Patreon. Otherwise, support the podcast are also down below and on our website. And uh, we appreciate your faces. We do. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. If you didn't understand anything Justin said before, we love your faces. Just check our website for any links. Love ya. Bye.